Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to episode 49. On this episode, we um, have not got one movie that we're reviewing, but we have got two movies. So a double. We've got Netflix, the platform, and we've also got from VOD, VFW from Joe Bigos. We have got a special international something to scream about. And our movie from the vault is none other than the amazing Scream. Welcome. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Good, but we've got another little special surprise. All the way from the diddly dee potato land. Potato! (laughs) Paul Stevens, good friend of the podcast. Top of the morning, Tiaz. Not actually Irish, but... Yeah. Yeah. Geordie Paul. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) <laughs> good to have you on but good to have you on so yeah it has been a while so obviously because you're the guest we'll ask you what you've been up to and what you've been uh watching well not a lot because like unlike you lot self-isolating i've been on the front lines tackling this evil apocalypse um <laughs> that's enough of my air uh... <laughs> we're not moaning this week I've, I've done enough moaning for all of us for the, in the last couple <laughs> okay well, I'm moaning because I have to go to work. So, but no, um, a lot. I've been watching a few bits and bobs, a few, a few horror films. A frontline worker. You guys have recommended. I've uh, sat down and watched. Um, some good, some not so good. Oh, <laughs> reel them off. Uh, well, obviously for this week's podcast, um, I actually went and watched The Hunt. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah, which. I, I, I didn't rate as highly as you guys did, but you know that's a promise a story for another day. Um, <laughs> did you um, did you laugh? I laughed a bit, yeah, but uh, not yeah, not in probably the same way you guys laughed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, very. Ex- I tell you what, I am very excited about though. Train to Busan. Oh yes, the trailer the dropped, scene. didn't it? Oh my word. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yes, I have. Paul, butcher. Yeah, I've seen this. I've seen the trailer. It looks fucking immense. Oh Jesus! It just looks like it's amped up to a thousand. Like so. No, I'm very excited about that. But yeah, not not a lot. Just uh, I've been listening every every uh, fortnight and uh, enjoying it. So. Nice Cheers. Well, I have been fucking really busy. Like I have watched because I have just been so fucking bored. So I've watched um, I've watched the Furies that's just came out. Another I've watched a couple of um, Fright Fest buttes that have just come out. The Furies on um, Shudder, um, which was pretty decent actually. I quite enjoyed that. Fucking good special effects, good gore. Definitely recommend that bad boy. Um, I seen uh, Bloodline uh, with Sean William Scott. Eh, it was a uh, interesting watch. It's on Netflix now. It's a bit of a serial killer butte, maybe a bit along the lines of Maniac, but not as brutal. A lot of float throat slashes. So, yeah, interesting, that one. Truth or Dare. I've watched a couple of... That one, that one's from Blumhouse, as well as Truth or Dare. Do you remember that one? It was out, like, last year. I think never you, saw. Quite, you spoke about it briefly on the podcast last, didn't you? Oh, did I? I thought I even watched it this week. No, it was all right. Um, 47, 47 metres down, uncaged. I enjoyed that. I did too. It's a bit of like let yourself go fun, and it's um isn't um it's got Sylvester Stallone's daughter 
Yeah. And Jamie Foxx's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody else as well. Somebody else's daughter in it, I think, as well. It's like there's a probably it's probably story. someone's daughter, you know. Mm. Might be. No, never know, it might be. <laughs> is it really good or is it just Oh man, it's, it's just, just let your hair down, popcorn, don't think too much about it but it's got I, I really enjoyed the ending I won't spoil it obviously yeah the ending was a really good ending really. the ending was tense man was yeah, yeah. yeah I enjoyed but, that but it's just a, like you know it's a no-brainer it's just a bit of fun it's <laughs> like if you like the things like the shallows and kind of like other shark movies then you'll probably enjoy this you know but yeah I thought it was all right I also caught a um I don't know so much more of a horror as as it is maybe more black mirrors is uh, Tom Hiddleston um, stars in this film called The High Rise, which is out mm-hmm. in like mid two thousands or something like that. I I've been meaning to catch it for so a while. Weird. So weird, it's just fucked up, man. I, like, I couldn't. I, I like Ben Wheatley, but I just I don't know about this movie, man. I just couldn't. I couldn't. You know, just couldn't get into it. It was batshit. It's just total batshit. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's just got such a social like premise to it. But are you like what? message is this but it's just fucked up man real fucked up movie to watch i really sort of enjoyed watching it but i didn't know what i was watching which is great <laughs> so yeah <laughs> fucking loved it why not eh? and um i am currently on season two of being human mm. which okay. has a fucking buttload of blood in it every time i watch it it's just like it's freaking awesome man like season two the way it kicks off and like there is so much blood in this in the uh, in this BBC free drama. It's great, and the acting's outstanding. Russell Tovey is fucking genius as the werewolf. Fucking anyone anyone who likes Pole Dark, which I'm sure uh, Mr. Stevens does. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mo- I model my physique on Pole Dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's got an outstanding cast. I fucking love it. I think it's absolute genius. So I'm watching that again. Why not, eh? What about you, dude? What's going on, Matthew? Well, I obviously uh, Tiger King <clears throat> was consuming my whole life. I finished it now, so that's good. Uh, but yeah, I do, I do, do lots of watching of, of horror per se. But um, I did catch on Shudder uh, a movie called The Room, not the Tommy Wiseau Room. <laughs> it's a horror movie called The Room. Um, it's got a great little premise to it. Um, but I don't want to spoil anything. Basically, it's about a room and it's got some kind of strange thing about it. And it's really low. It's not, not massive budget, but it's, it's quite, you know, it centers around two characters, not not loads of different kind of casts in this. But um, it's, it's a good little movie. It's a good little watch, good little twists in it as well, which was quite cool. And it was just a bit different, uh, but definitely worth a watch. So, yeah, I did that. And um Sorry? Going, sorry, going back to the films that you guys recommended, um, hmm. I actually did watch Creep and Creep 2 on Netflix. <laughs> and you know what, right? It's one of the films that I started watching thinking, what a load of shit this is going to be, right? And at the end of it, I was like, right, put number two on now. It was very good. And two's just, as, really good, actually. two's just as good as one as well. Which yeah, is and like two just goes off on a different path. And you're just like, where's this going? I loved it. I thought it was great. I there's thought, room, oh, there's rumors of three as well soon. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, but that guy, like, that guy plays such a good part that if you walk past him in the street, you double take him and think, All right, I'll, I'll stay away from you. Like, yeah. if, you went to Comic-Con, if you went to Comic-Con and met him, you'd actually get someone signed, but then think he was going to, like, murder you that night. <laughs> have, so, you, yeah. have any of you seen The League? The League? Not. The NFL thing? Yeah. I haven't seen it, no. No, because he, really he plays a central part in that. And he's a completely different dude. He's like, because it's a pure comedy. It's just nuts seeing him like it's chalk and cheese. He's really good. Really enjoyed because I saw the league before watching Creep, and yeah, he's he's awesome. Was it? Yeah, good. All right, well let's get on. Wait, we haven't got it pronounced. Let's get on to some fucking news, Matthew. Oh, news. Yeah, well I've got loads and loads of news, but um, I did um post something on our Instagram site that I want to have a quick talk about. Um, I hope that you've both seen. I know Paul, Geordie Paul, has seen it. I don't know if you have, Butch, if you follow us on uh, social media at all. Um, but there's uh, some cool some cool artwork has come out, um, which is really, really, really interesting. Um, it's by a guy called kickpunch.se. So he's at kickpunch.se on Instagram. And he's an artist and he's done some Disney pictures and they're all of horror movies. Like the, he's done a twist on it. Have you seen these any of these? Were, these were absolutely incredible. I saw them pop up on our social media, yeah. and I just thought they were brilliant. Like the Beetlejuice one's amazing. The Alien one's yeah. fantastic. They are. It's just those old books that we used to have when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. Transformed into all horror the classics. Movies. So he's done Exorcist, Reanimator, Pet Cemetery, Alien. Um, he's just done loads. Hellraiser. Just absolutely loads of them. But they're definitely go and follow this guy because he's awesome really really good really interesting concept really enjoyed that thought that was really yeah, cool yeah good thanks thanks for posting those on our social media they look fucking awesome mate mm. and it, uh, there's another bit of news obviously uh, as we're recording today there's um a, a film dropping in the uk called we summon the, the darkness with andrea andrea daddario in it alexandra daddario yeah that's what i just said <laughs> and johnny knoxville um and that comes out today um, and I can't wait to see this. The trailer looks fucking amazing. Yeah, well. Absolutely right up my street. That's a good I point. I cannot wait for it. So, you know, spoilers, that might be our next movie. C- could possibly be. Possibly, if we actually get access to it. Um, so, yeah, I checked the trailer out for that. I thought that was wicked. You, you also posted something else on our social media from uh, Last Exit to Nowhere, a new T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> actually, that... Um, came from Jory Paul. You you tagged me in uh, Facebook on that. Tell us about that. Mid- Midsummer t-shirt. Which I still haven't seen and I know you're going to slam me for but I I don't know where I'm going to get four hours to watch a film nowadays. But <laughs> three three hours and twenty. <laughs> but yeah, the t-shirt looks cool. No, Mate, it's a really cool t-shirt actually. If you could spend your isolation watching one movie, I'd watch that one. Yeah, <laughs> Right, I'm, n- news it's, it's on Amazon as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 on, yeah. it's on Amazon, yeah. Um, right, <laughs> news-wise, i got a couple of, um, it's like a lot of trailers um, that I'm going to run through that I've been watching. So there's um, one that Kate E. Stewart has um, shared with us, the Jack in the Box trailer, which unlocks a creepy clown demon. Looks fucked up, man. Definitely worth checking out. Another Another clown movie. Come on, bring it on um there was a new movie from uh charlie steed's company the at dark temple films which i saw the other night called vampire virus 
And if you like vampire movies, as I know we do, this one looks fucking sick. Not out. Is it out next year? Yeah, it, says come, it says come in 2020, so we should hopefully see that. Maybe, maybe Fright Fest, as we saw Barge People last year. I don't know, man. He's um, got a werewolf movie in the works as well. I did hear that, but this one, this one is just ridiculous. It's um, it's kinky. Um, there's no no holds on the nudity, but there's also a lot of blood, a lot of gore, and it looks very. You know, as it does low budget, but I think it looks fucking brilliant. I think it's got the, a great... one thing I did notice on that trailer: the lighting looks amazing, the way he's yeah. it up and stuff. It's really, really cool. Well, so yeah, really I can't look... wait for that bit of lesbian vampire. Really you had, had me a king. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also noted on um, from bloody disgusting um, dot com, there is a remake of the others. I thought Dan. You know, Werewolf Dan might like this. Sentient Entertainment has won the rights to make a remake of the others. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it needed a remake, but there you go. Early days, isn't it? Early days. So they've just won that. So Werewolf Dan, you have to look out for that one. Don't really want to watch it again, but, you know, it's definitely worth it <laughs> <out. laughs> <laughs> um, But I think from a from news perspective, the other then there's a lot of if you if you are bored and you are in isolation there are a lot of um celebrities out there on their private instagrams or whatever they're doing mm-hmm. are doing a lot of like q and a's a lot of um there's a lot of watch parties that are happening i know there's a watch party for um we summon the darkness which is coming up and a q and a with alexander daddario worth a watch i think that's tonight at like three o'clock in the morning our end and oh really but obviously, that would have already gone by the time we released this. So <laughs> I, watched, release this. I watched a brief interview with uh, her earlier. She was doing a little bit on live, which was quite cool. I've, I've been, I'll tell you one, one I have been watching live. And CM, CM Punk's been doing some live videos. And they're awesome. He's just doing his pre-workout. and uh, But he's been answering some questions. But he is fucking hilarious. He's so blunt and to the point. I love him. It's brilliant. It's just like people just ask him obviously loads of wrestling questions, but there's a hell of a lot of people that are asking him about horror and comic books and because he's into comic books and stuff like that. Um, but he's so blunt with answers. It's, it's so funny. And, it's, it's, and his, his replies are brilliant. And I was on there for about 40 minutes watching him the other day. And he's just like, he's like, he doesn't even know how to work here. And he's just like, he's like, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> I can't believe that like 4,000 people are watching this right now. Who gives a shit? But it's just so funny. So it's great. Hey, I, caught, I caught a live gig the other day for Frank Turner. I thought that was brilliant. So I mean, there's lots of shit that they're like people are doing whilst they're in isolation. You know, you can say what you want. I like both. I like. I like. No, both. he's all right. He's all right. He's good. He's good. He's good. Did in someone the... ask? Uh, did someone ask CM Punk, Punk how long he spent at acting school to star in that horror film? Which one? The girl who lives on the third floor. Girl on the third floor. Have you watched? Have you watched? Movie? I did watch that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like more acting training required, CM Punk. <laughs> I, 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 thought he did, I thought he did a great job. I'll tell him that. Yeah, tell him. How did he like getting ghost spunked in the face? <laughs> <laughs> no. A lot of people are paying money for that. Anyway. Yeah. Right, come on, dude. Let's get on to some fucking main... Let's get on to our main movie, man. Let's Let's forget the news... Talk some shit. Let's talk fucking these. Get these two movies out of the way, yeah. You ready? Yep. 
Bon, ouais. Our first main, our first movie out of the two, and um, we're going to have a, have a little chat about is called The Platform. Um, it's a Spanish movie uh, with uh, English subtitles, and it's basically a movie about a vertical prison with one cell per level, two people per cell, only one food platform that they and they each cell gets two minutes to feed, and it's basically an endless nightmare trapped in a fucking hole really i don't know that that's about the best i could do in terms of uh plot matt i i would say um straight from the bat we are going to spoil the fuck out of this because there's no way of us chatting about it without kind of spoiling certain bits would you agree i mean i couldn't talk about i couldn't talk about this movie without spoiling it yeah there's no way you can't i I want to talk about you know we watched we we me and matt had our own watch party not live because we're not you know together popular enough to work that out but we but we 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 had our we had our phones in front of us and we had a little a little cute little candlelit movie night didn't we matt yeah it was great facetime (laughs) Uh um but yeah uh where do we fuck do we start this i mean first things first paul did you did you enjoy this one yeah i did i did actually i mean i quite actually like spanish horror films bizarrely so i was like Looking back, and there's quite a lot of Spanish horror films that I've watched and actually really enjoyed. Um, and yeah, this one was sort of different. I mean, it was fucking brutal from the get go. Like, it didn't give you much time to sort of settle. It was sort of like straight in your face, go. Yeah, um, if you remember Wreck and remember like that first like ten minutes with the woman puking in that woman's face and then all just yeah. kicking off from there, you're like, this was pretty much along those lines. Yeah, definitely. It was just instant sort of like all right this is basically the premise let's crack on with the brutality of it so yeah no i enjoy it. i did enjoy it it had a real matt what did you think yeah i mean literally straight like you said straight from the get-go what i loved about this it was no fucking around no boring you know hour to to kind of get in there or anything it was like you're straight in there balls deep straight in it go and it's just like right from the start, it's just like you just feel straight on edge straight away. And yeah, yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a movie with many layers. Absolutely, yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Something it that you don't... Gives, you sort of understand it without understanding it at the same time. I get it. You sort of start going, well, what is going on? Yeah. It's kind of like it kind of set it up straight away, um, and then and then they kind of explained the, the whole. It's clever how they, uh, you know, you've got two main characters at the start, and they straight away explain the process of what is going on quite quickly and, and quite in quite a simple way, which was good that it didn't that they didn't overcomplicate it. I think like this reminded me very much of like um, watching Snowpiercer. But on a completely different context. I mean, this has got some proper like um, social uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Elements. Social elements to it, yeah. You know, from a social, certainly from a, soci- a sociology perspective, philosophy, you know, and all that sort of stuff in terms of like how civilization might break down in these situations. I mean, you know, we're in a we're in an interesting situation now, <laughs> which at the moment is very is very civil for most parts. Um, this sort of shows how selfish you know the human race can actually be in a uh, in a situation it's sort of almost like a social experiment in a way a really fucked up one <laughs> yeah well that's the thing it's not really a prison is it it's a uh, you volunteer well some people get put in there because degree, they're yeah. wrong, but the main guy volunteered himself to get a what a college degree or a yeah a di- a diploma. diploma so it's like you said it's an experiment rather than a a prison do you re- it reminded me of like Starship Troopers in a way, in terms of that concept, in the fact that they've got a they he volunteer he sort of goes in to be a in the infantry and they all to become a citizen to be able to even get like I don't know pregnant and all that sort of stuff. It's sort of like okay, there's some there's some kind of administration in this, isn't it? Yeah. Like very 1984, something that we don't know, something like Clockwork Orange that we just don't know that's happened out there. Yeah, but that, yeah. it doesn't. It just seems like they're not told the full story of what this place is, really. Yeah. If you were going to go in there, go, oh, I only have to do what was it? <clears throat> um, was it three months? I think they had to do four four cycles, wasn't it? Was it, uh, was it four months? I don't know. Anyway, oh, I don't know. He had to do a certain amount of, of. I think it was months, wasn't it? So he could get his diploma, and that's why he was in there. Because you're in each level for what thirty days, Is yeah, that right. Yeah, okay. So it's like very night. I was just saying, oh yeah. So it's like obviously very nineteen eighty four esque um, administration. What the fuck's going on? Obviously, there's a lot of layers. The the violence. I suppose we can talk about the violence and the brutality next. Mm. Yeah, that was fucking nuts. It's a great advert for a sharp knife. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like. It's like bring a, bringing a knife to a gunfight. I mean, he bought the. You, you're allowed to bring in um, an air, an item from the outside. That's what you're allowed to do. And it could be um, anything. So, so what I would imagine, because what we saw, so many yeah. people brought in. But he bought a book in. So he was kind of like, he very naive into walking into this situation. He didn't really know what he was getting into. But a lot of people have bought some interesting things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A surfboard we saw. Surfboard. I was like, what the fuck? Um we saw A dog. A dog, yeah. Oh god, the dog. Oh god, I want to talk about the dog. Um <laughs> uh, we saw the was the knife called? It was called a, a samurai Samurai Plus. It was a samurai <laughs> plus or something like that. It was just like the world's sharpest knife or something yeah. stupid. Um we saw swords, katanas, uh, rope. Rope was my favourite, actually. This dude <laughs> yeah. was awesome. When it sort of because and what happens is, I mean, complete spoilers, what is um every 30 days they sort of like get put into another level. And he wakes up in at level 48, doesn't he? Right. Yeah. So that, let's just Clarify yeah, on. one thing, obviously. The the table starts at the top, which is zero, and it's laid out with the and most 
lavish banquet you've ever seen. So it's made by probably the top Michelin chefs in the world or whatever. And it looks amazing. So it starts at the top. And now that food has got to travel from the very top to the very bottom, which we don't really know how many levels there are. And whatever's left on that table after each level of two minutes, it goes down. And whatever's left on that table, the people below will have left. So the further it gets down, let's say the messier it gets. (laughs) Yeah, and the the less likely you are going to get anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they're not allowed to take anything either, or they're not allowed to keep anything. No, that's correct, or they get burnt up or froze to death, pretty much. There are people throwing themselves through the fucking hole. There's, like, (laughs) in a... Pissing through it. Oh, people shitting on the fucking thing. There's a complete... Yeah, there's a complete disregard. And what you get to learn is that because people are experiencing different levels... It's a bit between their stay. So, you know, if you've experienced a month at, like, say, level 172, where you, where you get food. fuck all, and then you end up on, like, level 32 or 6 or something like that, you're like, well, fuck you below. I'm just going to munch it. And it's like that, and it's that cycle. Mm. But you get a few heroes along the way, don't you? Mm, definitely. It's the woman with the dog, she's sort of trying to level it all out. She's trying she, to was, she was the woman who signed him into the program, wasn't she? So That's she correct, did yeah. So she then appears, because, he, spoilers, his first flatmate, <laughs> flatmate? His <laughs> first flatmate uh, sort of ties him down and starts to cut his flesh off. <laughs> and is basically yeah. going to eat him, yeah? Until, we, we've, we haven't even mentioned Crazy Asian Bird. Oh, Christ, yeah. There's who, a... Who, she travels up and down the platform. And then you mm. find out she's looking for an imaginary child. Well, yeah, there's a rumour going around that she's searching for a, a daughter or son. Which was it? I son, know. I think it's it was. Son. Um, that she can't find. And apparently there's rumours that there is a child somewhere in a cell. So she's travelling around on this kind of like food table, going to each floor, trying to find them. So, which is quite interesting. Yeah, it was. It was really interesting. And and I suppose, like, the sort of culmination of it all with the... What was his name? Matisse? Matisse? What was his... When he wakes up with the dude with the rope. And... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they decide to um, work out and try to give as much food as they can to each level. (laughs) And then they eventually get on the platform so that they can get you know they were they had a plan of trying to get down trying to feed every single one and break the system etc and they're fighting everyone off the platforms and all that sort of stuff i mean i mean what <laughs> it was just fucked up and then like what do you think about that what did you think about the guy's plan did he know like he had a rope so he, he obviously must have known what was going on before he got in do you think not necessarily. You might just think rope's quite. You might have thought, well, you know, rope could be used for many different things. You never know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. He, maybe this was his second stint. But why? Because yeah, the, the first guy, the, the little old man, um, he sort of knew what was going on, didn't he? Mm. Whereas the other guy didn't. So I don't know whether, because maybe if he gets sent down to this place, because the other guy had obviously murdered someone, hadn't he? 
It accidentally did, didn't he? He chucked his TV out of his uh, window (laughs) and killed someone by accident. Yeah, yeah, chucked the telly out the window, yeah. So uh, I think if if it's a prison for some and then it's like a a way out for other people or a a chance to better your life for others. Mm. And then I I don't know whether that's the 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 experiment is, do the good people in there, can they turn the bad people? Mm. Because when the woman comes in, she's like telling them, she shouts down the layers, doesn't she, saying, keep the food, you only take what you need. And then the guy's like, it won't work, it won't work. And she's like, no, it will if you be nice to them a lot. If you be nice to them, it'll, it'll work eventually. And then he basically is like, says, like, he's going to shit on the food or something. And they're like, oh, okay, the noise. <laughs> yeah. I think they're starting to make waves and stuff like that, aren't they, eventually? Yeah. But the way that they eventually go about it, where they just get on the platform and try and force people into only taking what they they can that yeah. they don't realize the extent no one really understands realize how are. many layers there are yeah yeah because he 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 tries to work it out doesn't he so he's like i've worked it out and this is how long it takes and then they think that there's one thing realize that if there's no one on the levels it just keeps going yeah doesn't stop and then he's yeah. like oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure at the start that the, the, the old guy says he thinks there's about 150 levels. Yeah. And it turns out there's 333 levels. It's like there is no chance <laughs> that any any that food's going to make it that low. There's no yeah. chance. Uh, uh, quite, quite a funny little fact here. So if that's 333 levels. That's two minutes per level. That's 666 minutes for the whole trip. 666. The number. Ooh, very good. Where'd you get that from? That's a good little stuff. Mathematics. Mathematics. Ah, so is this? Are oh, they all dead and they're in hell? Ooh. Well, yeah. Oh, well, man. should we should we kind of skip on to the end? Can I mention? Or... I know you mentioned the guy with the rope yeah. when he stuff, but this one, like, I don't know why I laughed at this, but it was it. It sort of made me chuckle. So when he he's obviously when he gets left in the room, he starts to panic and he wants to get up and he thinks I'll throw my rope up. So he speaks to the couple, married couple upstairs and he's like, oh, oh yeah, throw your rope There's no worries. And as he's got him up, she just shits in his face. <laughs> and I was, you know what? I chuckled. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a little laugh. <laughs> it, it, you know, it wasn't my proudest moment, but, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he's like, she shit in my face. She shit in my face. Oh, brilliant. Anyway, no, this no. this movie is incredibly violent, incredibly gory, um, and is definitely worth a watch. Now, how the ending, Matt? You said you wanted to talk about, so let's uh, let's hear from you. Yeah, I, I I wanted to get your thoughts on the ending. Really, I mean, what did you think happened? I think I've got my kind of idea of what happened, and I kind of was. I'm not going to lie, I was a bit I was a bit disappointed by the ending, a little bit. That's, I mean, that's- I completely agree, Matt. I, yeah. I was, that, that's yeah. I was a bit disappointed by the ending, and it's, I'm not one of these that needs it all explaining. I can infer, so, but I just thought it left me a bit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what down. the fuck was going on. Like, what actually happened? So yeah. they well, got I mean, they got they to level. To the bottom, yeah. Well, they I get mean, sort of towards the bottom, and they find child. Who isn't a boy, but it's a girl, right? <laughs> and then obviously they've t- they've took the panna cotta down, the panna cotta. <laughs> Protect the, the panna cotta. 
because on the, like that's it on the way down they meet some guy who at first I thought it was the guy with the rope's dad because <laughs> he was like he's a wise man I've known him for years type of yeah. thing and it's like all right well is that his dad and then he tells them that rather than have no food left and everyone gets fed keep a bit of food and then send that back up to the top because that'll be like a message to say fuck you yeah. this isn't working like it got to the end so then they get down to the end. And then this girl, and then they're like, right, well, we'll give her the panna cotta because she's starving because she's, like, right at the bottom. And then this guy with the ropes are, dies because he's been, like, impaled with a... He, he's been stabbed, hasn't he? Yeah, he got then, stabbed with a katana sword, didn't he? Yeah, and then... So they give the girl the panna cotta. And then she's the, she then turns into the message. So if they send the girl up, that's the message to say we beat the system. Mm, because the, the, there's a story behind that because they explain about <clears throat> they say no <clears throat> the girl this woman isn't looking for a child what it is she's a scorned actress that got put in there because she was going to be the next kind of Marilyn Monroe um, and she got put in there and she got wrong so she's on a killing spree so it's kind of like do you believe the story of that or do you believe the story about her actually looking for a child so you don't know whether that's true I, I kind of got a feeling that he dies. Um, I don't even know if he if, if that is a figment of his imagination, the child. And then he goes down below and he's obviously dead because he, he kind of meets the other two kind of people that were dead in, in his cell. Um, Hallucinating that. Yeah, yeah but, mate, it could be. The amount, of t- the amount of traveling that they did in that stupid lift, it could have been anything. <laughs> I think he's actually dead. And, like, I don't know whether the child there, is real. There was a scene um, earlier on as well where they had a panna cotta and they pulled a pube out of it. Do you remember that? No. All right. Grim. So there was something weird about the panna cotta earlier on. So this is a whole fucked... It's a whole fucked up movie. You could watch this several times and get several different impressions of it i think it's got that rewatchability. i really do think mm, well he, got, he, he says as well that the, the child's got a gift the child obviously has a gift he says that like, well, I, I don't know about that i think like the child was basically that put on level 333 to die wasn't it because there was no food ever going to get down to the bottom that bottom layer so that kid was going to die unless they gave him that panna cotta i guess yeah, that kid was yeah. down there anyway it would have died you think that it was always down on that level well then then it would have never survived it wouldn't have survived that long would it oh i don't know this oh man it's really strange it's, it's, unless it was unless it was her child or they were hallucinating the child she kept going down and feeding her with like whatever she had so like millions of people because she was <laughs> met like she was killing people on the way down like that would have been a better twist is that the kid yeah. actually attacks them and kills yeah. them both and starts eating them because it's <laughs> now a cannibal. Uh, but hey, you never w- wait for the platform too. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it was quite, he's probably going to be at number one or something. It was weird. It was weird, but it was really good. Really good. It's just that the I it, one thing it did, it was very interesting. The whole way through, it kept me on my edge of my seat the whole way through. Really kept me kind of like on the edge. Yeah, I agree. Like wanting more, wanting to find out stuff. All right then, go on. Let's rate this bad boy. Come on, Paul, you're the guest. You can go first. Jordy, right? Paul. I'm gonna give it. I actually enjoyed it, um, but the ending left me, like I said, a bit, a bit cold. I just thought it could have 
either have a little twist or just um, so I'll give it a seven out of ten. All right, Matthew. I would say I'd probably agree with Paul with that. I'd say probably a seven seven breaths out of ten as well because just because of the ending, it's just not it's not it's not the worst ending ever. It's just that I I didn't want it to tie up with a big bow, but I just would have liked something kind of like a reveal or like Paul said twist. And I think I just let it down slightly, just slightly. Just, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd go with seven. Fair enough. I left I left it. It left me wanting to know more. It left me wanting to read more and understand what the hell this movie was all about. It left me... Oh, it definitely um, stayed in my yeah, brain for days after. Brain. So I, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I oh, think it was fun. I think it was freaking brilliant. Um, and I really, really... Um, one of those movies that, like us last year, you could just watch it again and then some, you'll see something else. I think mm-hmm. it'd be. I think it's yeah. one of those movies that you'll grow on a second watch, maybe even a third or a fourth, like Snowpiercer, or get cult status eventually. Especially the time that it's come out as well. A lot of people watch it. It's still popular on Netflix as mm. at, at the moment. So I hope a lot of people do go and watch it. Yeah, me. Right. On to our second movie then. Our co-headliner, VFW. Oh, Lord. Oh, there you go. You've been at this, haven't you? I have. Uh-huh. To us. Still here. Still here. You know where you are, kid? In the uh, VFW post. How about we close the bar down early tonight? What do you got going on? The best birthday that Freddie ever got. Linda! Hey! This is the girl! Oh. <laughs> it's Q&A time, kid. See, the problem is that me and my old friends are probably going to die. This movie is basically about a group of war veterans um, that must defend their local VFW post. Um, an innocent teen against a deranged drug dealer and his relentless army of punk mutants. I mean, fucking hell. This this movie is by the uh, the exquisite Joe Bigos. Um, his co-partner, um, uh, Josh Zephyr, is heavily involved. I mean, this is a must-have the special effects team behind that gutter and, that's, and Bliss that we watched. It's obviously got the same actress in there. Uh, we played Dizzy. Um, what's her name? I'll get it in a minute. Dora Madison. Dora, Dora Madison. Um, and it's got a, a host of old <laughs> of oldies that just that we love. I mean, look at the list. I'll run down a list. Stephen Lang, who was in um, Don't Breathe and Avatar. You've got William Sadler. Oh my God, the amount of stuff that he's been in is ridiculous. Oh, Fred Williamson. I mean, I I knew him best from from Dust Till Dawn. Fucking hell. Um, Martin Cove. I mean, the dude, Karate Kid, the evil dude in Karate Kid. <laughs> fucking hell, man. Um, David Patrick Kelly, George Wendt. I mean, it's just a host of absolute icons <clears throat> in this movie. And it's got this real Terminator, they live vibe. That's the first impression that it got from that I, I, I was willing to give this movie. What about you, Matthew? Yeah, mate, uh, it's like it's totally got you know, Joe Bigos, like for me, is at the moment the savior of horror in my eyes. Um, he like we've touched on this before, he has gr- grown up in an era like ourselves of the video shop era. He's been brought up on Carpenter films, horror films in general, 
Um, he's big on special effects, and in, in my eyes, at the moment, he's just leading the way, and he's he's just going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. Um, he has got so, probably one of the best special effects teams behind him that I've I've seen in a fucking long time. Mm. I mean, you can't fault it. The blood and gore that we saw in Bliss has been replicated in this movie, and you get that unique. There's a unique style to his I movies call it as well. Scuzz. A because it's not clean this movie no. is no way clean you if you watch this movie in the in the the night light of day um or the wrong light right almost like a, almost like a, that episode of game of thrones <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and you you wouldn't be able to really see this movie because of the lighting and the way that it's shot mm-hmm. you have to watch it in the right setting but when you do oh my fucking hell it delivers yeah, massively. I just, I totally agree. I can, you know, I can, I couldn't fault that side of things. And and the best thing about it is that um, Joe Bigos is. I read an interview in Fangoria with him about VFW, and he's not stood at the back on a chair directing. He's there holding the first camera in it, getting covered with blood, filming. So all those shots are done by Joe Bigos. It's like wow. he's in there. He's not fucking about on the sidelines. He's in there getting involved, getting his hands dirty. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we saw this dude and we met, you know, we had the pleasure of sort of like, yeah, a pleasure of like shaking his hand and stuff like that. And these guys are fucking like, I don't know, the rock and roll metalers of fucking horror movies. We're talking like <laughs> beanies, beards and cut off, cut off jackets. All right. These guys are fucking cool drinking. People. Right, they ain't like wearing a suit. They're just fucking there, having a beer and enjoying making fucking movies, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But it definitely had feels of like Carpenter. The music for it was so fucking creepy, man. Hundred percent, Paul. Like uh, it reminded me so much, like Escape from New York. Yeah. <laughs> just like the dum 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 dum. Well, like the start. Me, the, it had I mean, such an opening like credit scene. Do you know what I mean? It was very. Very, very 80s. I was literally oh. like, I'm watching the thing crossed with Escape from New York. That, and that's yeah, what but, I got from what it. What about Assault on Precinct 13? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but so, I, I heard the Terminator. So much touches of that. That Terminator intro. Do you remember watching the Terminator for the first time? Yeah. It had that sort of vibe to it as well. It's sort yeah. of real futuristic, like, punky sort of, like, vibe to it. The, Fucking great. It did, it did feel... And this is this is what really probably got me hook, line, and sinker. And it's probably more of a personal effect because yeah, it is Joe Bigos, and you know we've followed him so far, and he's up and coming, and he's really good. But it was the fact that this felt like I was watching a video that I pulled off the shelf when I was a kid, and I literally yeah. just put it in my VCR, just like you said, the opening credits. The fact that, you know, it's just putting everybody everybody up there, you know, like old school, like a proper intro. Like you don't get that as much nowadays. It normally just goes straight in with the movie, doesn't it? And then the credits at the end, but this was old school. It was like, yeah, this is the director. This is the, the producer. This is the special effects team. And these are all the massive names that are in it, which is fantastic. God knows how he got all these people. Um, yeah. I'd love to see like behind the scenes in terms of how he got Stephen Lang involved and mm. all of those greats and stuff like that. Um, it was just the the only sort of thing that I would say like it sort of stayed on the same pace the whole way mo- the whole movie. I thought 
because of that yeah, music, yeah. it definitely created that whole pace, which is again, it's like how when you're saying like Escape from New York, um, with um, like uh, Mr. R- what is it, Mr. Russell? Is it Kurt Russell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurt yeah. Russell. Yeah, it's got that that same sort of vibe. It sort of just like doesn't need to kind of rush. It doesn't need to sort of go anything. It just stays there, like like they live as well. Mm, yeah. Um. I was very impressed with like his the style of this and like being only seeing like Bliss last year, you can see that he's already got like a thumbprint. Mm. He's already creating his own sort of like style, and I'll watch fucking anything that he does now. Well, that's it's quite funny because I've I've been watching a few of the, the older movies um um of Joe B um Joe Bigos because I I want to see his older movies and see where he's come from. And there's one called Almost Human that I touched on, and there's also Mind's Eye, and they're they're obviously a lot lower budget, but you can see where he's going with it. You can totally see where he's coming from, and totally see where he's got his influences from with those two starting movies. And he, he's just graduated, made Bliss, which was beautiful. Obviously, we talked about that before, but then onto this, which is more like more like a like a homage movie. Um, but done perfectly right. Like, really, really hit the right tones. I mean, was, was there anything that you disliked about this film? film? No, not disliked. No, definitely not um, disliked. Um, Paul? No, <laughs> there was a couple of things which I, 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 I sort of struggled with. Now, I haven't obviously got the same connection to the director as you guys have to meet them and stuff, and, and I've never seen Bliss, but... Um, I just, for me, some of the, some of the right, I don't know. So some of the, uh, some of the writing, right, was genius. Like some of the banter they had in the bar, like talking about like t- toothpicks was just fantastic, right? That's just, that's so, so good a line. But then some of it seemed improvised. Some of it seemed a bit, I just, you know, when they were going up in the, at the start in the truck and he picked them up. Yeah. Some of, some of it just seemed a bit, I just talk to each other in the truck. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, And then, if I'm honest, if I'm honest, I thought the main bad guy, right? This is exactly what I was going to say. Bit bleh. A bit vanilla. I hate using that word, vanilla. And you know what? He he had, like, the sidekick he had, the girl with the sword, right? Was just literally the real badass of it. And I just thought the main guy was a bit... uh, this is a problem. Um, there's two, his two sidekicks, which is the big guy, which is which is uh, yeah. Josh Efer, which is is he's the editor, he's a producer, he does loads of his movies. Yeah, um, him and Dora Madison, which is the girl with the the swords, they 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 she's in Bliss, and he's like they they overshadowed. And this yeah. is the problem. They overshadowed. That's, the, that's the every. Um, okay, I'll give you that. It falls short maybe on 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 that, but every eighties movie that you watch, the bad guy I know. is fucking a lot lamer than it's it, like it's um, henchman. It's, it's not essentially, uh, it's not essentially the the person, is it the bad guy? But yeah, it, I get you. But I just felt for like, me his, there was not much charisma. Like there's other bad guys, yeah, that do have a certain amount of charisma. That aren't big and brawny. Let's talk about like you know Die Hard. Come on, Hans Gruber. 
It's like he's not big muscly, but he's got like the persona and and, and everything of a, 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 a ultimate bad guy. Yeah, maybe and they needed someone. Like he needed a little more beefing out with a bit more script, or I don't know. That's the one little the little gripe I had, but like pretty much everything else I absolutely loved. Yeah, because if you think about Turbo Kid, <laughs> who was the main the main protagonist in that he was michael ironside michael ironside yeah he had like a michael ironside in there as the sort of main dude i don't know there's maybe somebody in there that needed a little like yeah ironside has earned that because he's like he's michael ironside (laughs) honestly he just was a little bit uh, like when they got all the henchmen out the way i didn't feel like the the main bad guy had like something up his sleeve do you know what i mean you know what it reminds me of like they're on to him they're on to him to now and that's you know and even the way he went out right was a bit uh <laughs> but but to me it reminds me a lot like um you, you know judge dread the remake yeah when like uh, lena headley is the main character and she was really badass and then when he gets up there spoilers he just takes her out like a pump bitch and i'm like she should have been mental or had yeah. something about her, or I don't know that. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah, that's how I am. When I end, like you know, it's but yeah, you asked me. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's why I wanted to throw it out there because I just, I just obviously we we are quite loving this film and I didn't want to down on it at all, but I just wanted to know if there was any bits that you guys didn't. But I that that is the very very minor minor thing that I would have liked to see a little bit of more fleshed out with the with the the head villain. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if it was the if, dude, the dude who played it. If he is the head villain, will we see a VFW two? Oh, in the um, same year. They did talk about somebody that they were getting this stuff to, and like they mentioned another person right at the start. Oh, what? Do you know what? I wouldn't even bother. I'd just give them the keys to escape to New York and go go on. And if you're going to remake, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or another one, bring Kurt Russell back. But, yeah, it's, the but it's the level of the blood in this is like, I don't know. You can't, you haven't got that in Escape right. New York. It's a no. Fangoria film, isn't it? It's oh, like, it's a horror film. It is a horror, yeah. It's a horror, it's a, well, it's a grindhouse film, really, isn't it? Let's be honest. Oh, big time. Ex- yeah. expo- exploitation, grindhouse, kind of like. Hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> not to the yeah. 80s, not to Carpenter. Um, but. Can we done, talk about done, I wrote down, I wrote a note down. It just says. Tennis balls, boom! <laughs> oh yeah, I like that. that was... I put, I wrote a note down saying head knocker, the one that. <laughs> 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 I just put some some of the some of the violence they went into, so... and it was just nuts. And I, I thought it was fucking genius. Like in some, I love that, and it had that eighties montage, the weapon making. Yeah, the weapon making. Yes! I, like, I wrote down eighties. Well. Yes. I wrote down <laughs> Because it did go proper, and even they put in like a little jovial music while they were doing yeah. it. And I <laughs> nails into the tennis balls, and it's like, you know, it was, oh. it was yeah. Did write down eighteen, yeah. Yeah, really enjoyed, really enjoyed this one. Yeah, um, really. And, and I watched it twice. So did you? Yeah, I watched it. T- I had to watch it twice. I thought yeah. it was, it was, um, it was right up there for me. Um, I just love the gore. I love the um musicality everything about it i had that made me just go oh fucking hell i'll watch that again did you notice uh, above the cinema what movies were showing no oh, no i didn't pick them out oh, yeah. 
the only one I noticed was Bliss was written on there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't really know the others, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that 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 was quite cool. I thought little I nod. Just, I just think this is fun. It it was it was proper fun, and um, it needs to be seen. Uh, how this gets an audience. The only thing I worry about is how this gets an audience. Mm. That's the well, only thing I worry. I think eventually, after VOD, it will go to either. I'm probably betting my chips on on um, Shudder, to be honest, because that's where Bliss went, possibly. Um, but um, you never know; it could go, it could go total like Netflix way. I think um, the, the it might the, be eventually. There's people at home watching video on demand, like it's gone out of fashion. Yeah, so you and might it's only might only three pound forty nine on Amazon Prime. So you know, go get it. Or of a viewing from everyone sitting down and have run out of stuff to watch. Do you know what I, I mean? I hope so. Because it's wow, like needs to be seen. We're just we're pumped this, but we have to get this out of the caliber of actors though. That the one thing that worries me is because they're too old. They're quite old school, so it's got that. It's got our generation all over it in terms yeah. of watching it. But oh. to get the younger generation involved, that's what I'm worried about. Um, and because because it's so metal and it is really just punk and and metal i don't know man it just needs it needs that appreciation for me and i really want to get this one like pumped out there mm, definitely definitely and i think people should go and buy it on physical format as well and like support it um because you know more physical format sales the, the more you know it's it's, it's it's a lot better for the, for the movie you know the director to me, like, and I've obviously only watched one film, but he, I think he's, he deserves something a bit bigger. I think someone needs to maybe Blumhouse throw him a keys or something and just go, look, go mm. for it. Mm. He's definitely going to be I don't scripts in front of him. Yeah, sure. I don't I just I don't want to see him Blumhouse. I don't I don't think he's Blumhouse. I think he's I think he's too unique. I don't think it's A24. I think that he could quite happily, because of his special effects team that he's got behind him, I think he can survive by himself, but just needs, but you're right, he just needs a, he needs a bit of money. Well, uh, I don't think he does, because now he's got that stature. It's mm. like he's got that um, availability of what he's done behind him now and the group of people he's got around him. It's just insane. It's just like, I, I think that, the, the thing is, is that he needs the right kind of writers to, to give him a story that's good enough for him to do. But equally, he's going to have to have that same team because I think that he relies on that team around him and they work so well. He won't have it any other way. So if a big Hollywood studio goes, yeah, I want to give you the keys to Nightmare on Arm Street, he's going to go, OK, I'll do it, but I want my team. And they'll probably just say no. So therefore, he, he won't do it and he'll stick to his guns because he's he's you know, he's quite hardcore in his beliefs and what he wants to do, I, I think, what I've seen. Yeah. I, I think that he wants to come, he wants to come and he's not fucking about and he's he's coming and he's coming fast and he wants to do something and he wants to stamp his name in there. And I think without time, with time, he's going to be up there with the best. Totally agree. Give him some time to mature, like, like even more so. I mean, he's got, he knows what he's doing. He's a horror fan. And he, he knows what he's doing. He's the cameraman. He's got the right people around him who know what to do with films. He's got experience in those films who know what people want. But it's just getting that those cool, unique stories out there. And I hope he does it. I really do. Me too. What I, you like, 
Right, let's hear what you got this. What you got in num- term of numbers, then, dude? Matthew, what are you rating it? Start uh, I'm going to give. I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this, and it took me back to my video shop days. And I'm giving it nine breaths out of ten, and I it just loses one because of that that little that little bit of um, just the, the 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 main person. So nine breaths out of ten for me, man. Totally fucking agree, man. Nine breaths out of ten for me as well. I just think it's completely... Well, what's that? Jordy Paul, nine? <laughs> Jordy Paul's going to uh, be the party pooper, I think. Go on, go on. <laughs> no, look, I, like I said, I haven't got the same sort of connection to the film as you guys have. Um, That's the thing. I think we, we did find it a little bit. But... And, but I did actually enjoy it. I, I liked it. I wouldn't say I loved it. I liked it. And the cast, phenomenal. And I can't get through this review without saying I've actually met Stephen Lang and he's a really nice bloke. Have you? <laughs> you yeah. bastard. He did, the, he did the Avatar premiere at uh, a little record store I used to work in on Oxford Street and uh, I've got a signed Avatar Blue Ribbon. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I never knew that. No, he's uh, years ago, but yeah, no, he's a really nice guy. So That's brilliant. That, I, I'm going to go seven breaths out of ten. Okay. I think you need... <laughs> I think like mine. I think you need to. I think you'll find. I think you'll find right okay. if you bought this, put it in your collection, watched it several watch, times over several extras. months. Watch the extras. <laughs> maybe I need to go away and watch things like Bliss, and then I might have a. Yeah, do, yeah maybe. Do, I, I would. I seriously before ne- before the next episode. I mean, you're not on it, but Bliss, watch Bliss on. Have you got Shudder? No. Do I might trial, be. A, thirty day, I, tri- thirty day trial, mate, and then stop it. <laughs> You can get Bliss on. Isn't Bliss on Amazon? Well, it probably is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, find it. And if you're not, I might be able to give you some sign-on details and then uh, give you some access to Bliss because it's fucking worth it, man. It's great. Yeah. But look, it was good. And I did enjoy it. And like I said, the banter between the guys and the bar was just genius. And the legends in it. Like, I could watch William Sadler all day. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good to see the old dudes. You know, it's good to see those those familiar faces. Do you know what I mean? It's just that it was awesome. Loved it. Oh, absolutely fucking awesome. And anyone who doesn't know William Sadler, I mean, Shawshank Redemption, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. He plays death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Playing, Come playing on. death again in the new one. That's that's the most exciting oh. bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just nuts to see him out of that costume. Oh, fucking hell. Die hard too. He's just done too much, man. His fucking IMDB page is ridiculous. Right. Let's move on then, shall we? I mean, we're we we're not we got episode fifty like in two weeks, and we're not going to review anything. So I'm not going to tell you what we're reviewing. So you're just going to have to wait and see. Um, but for now, let's move on to our something to scream about. Paul, take it away. Right. Well, um, as I was on, I thought you know something to scream about. You didn't have anything to do, so I thought let's do something the lads have never done before. Oh God. Right. I'm not doing that. It hurt last time. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's going to pit Matt versus Paul. <laughs> what? Test their horror trivia knowledge. Oh, wow. oh, oh, oh you're joking. In a little oh, game, I have to call Draw One Last Question. Oh, oh, very cheeky. Oh, no. I'm really so, shit at this. Yeah, well... I've been so, put on the spot. I'm not good. So, basically, guys, you've got two minutes to answer as many questions as you can. 
Quick fire. Oh my okay. god. Well, have, have I got to write them down? Or? You won't need to write them down, trust us. Just so, call out. Yeah, just call out. You each have a turn. It's not. So okay. you go first, Paul. Okay. You go first. Um, just through the, the the scientific method as your uh, surname is before Matt. That's how I decided. Um, <laughs> so you'll, you'll get two minutes to answer as many questions as you can. Okay. There's 20 questions. See how many you can get. If you don't know, pass. We can come back to it. Oh, um, oh bloody hell. I'm nervous now. Glad you're going first. <laughs> and if you, uh, if you, if you draw, if you are equally as shit as each other, <laughs> there's, a, there's a, a question for you. I'm going to be so well. bad at this. Because uh, under pressure, I'm shit. So, like, Bradley Walsh, eat your heart out. Do you want question it set A or B? Oh, um, I'll have question question B for Butcher. B. Butcher, right. Okay, cool. So, I'm just going to start the timer. Um, and then the time will start when I ask the first question. Are you ready? Okay. Who's taking score there, Matt? No, I'm going to write them down if you get them right. So. All right. Okay. Yeah, go for it, man. Right. Go. What country is the film Train to Basan set in? Um, Indonesia. Wrong. South Korea. What movie's tagline is, the battle began in another galaxy, it's about to end in the Browns' backyard? Critters. Yeah. What is Scooby-Doo's van called? Oh, I know pa- this. Um, Passion Wagon. Passion <laughs> Wagon. No, the mystery machine. Where is Stephen King's It mostly set? Derry. Yeah. Juwan was the inspiration for which American horror film? Come on. Uh, uh, Juwan. Um, the, the Grudge? Yeah. What is the name of the main girl in A Nightmare, Before, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, Christ. I know this. Fucking... Oh, Stacy. So, Nancy, <laughs> through which device do the spirits communicate with Caroline and Poltergeist? A TV. Yeah. What is the clown called in The Devil's Rejects? Spalding. Captain Spalding. In Child's Play, what is Chucky's real name? Oh, oh the fucking serial killer. Yeah. Oh, man. No idea. Can't remember. Pass. We'll come back to it. Who wrote 1981's An American Werewolf in London? John Landis. Yeah, name any three vampire movies. Interview of a Vampire, um, Twilight, and twi- uh, Twilight Eclipse. <laughs> oh, my <That's> God. God. <laughs> what is the name of the bar film from Just Till Dawn? Oh, fuck. Great question. Um, Pussy... No, uh, Come on. No idea. Pussy Wagon. No, not <laughs> What is the name of the main family in The Shining? Surname, sorry. Oh my god! Um, oh, Paul. Holy oh, shit! Shouting at you right now. I've gone blank, man. Um, Torrance. Oh. Torrance, yeah. What is the name of Lapita Nyong'o's shadow in the film Us? Oh, I can't remember that. Um, Sam. <laughs> no, red. Oh, how, many, red. how many Omen films are there? Five. Yeah. Which horror film cast Jennifer Aniston in her first star and role? Leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> that was way too fast. <laughs> who stars Who stars as Seymour Krellborn in Little Shop of Horrors? Uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah. 
What nickname is given to the serial killer on the loose in the Sounds of the Lambs? Oh, um, oh, Buffalo Bill. Right. It's smooth and creamy. It's low calorie and it kills. What is it? The stuff. Yeah, you're right. Oh, bastard. Yeah, in Bram Stokes Dracula, who plays Dracula? Uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah, that's it. Way! <laughs> I think I did all right there. That's that not bad. Good. So I could have got loads out of that. I've got a really <laughs> fucking hard question. Got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Oh, fourteen out of twenty. Oh, I'm happy with that. The pressure is on, Mark. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucked. Right? Are you ready? I'm ready. Spuggy. Let's go. What are the first two initials of Kurt Russell's character McCready in The Thing? Pass. Pass. Who plays Negan in The Walking Dead? Oh, pass. <laughs> Michael Myers' face mask is based on which actor? Oh, oh, oh the Star Trek bloke. Um, I can't remember his name. Pass. <sighs> What is the main title of the Spanish found f- footage film series from the 2000s? Rack. Yeah. What is the name of the book in the Evil Dead series? Uh, Necrocomicon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is the name of the vampire in the 1929 film Nosferatu? A pass. What is the name of the hotel in The Shining? Overlook. Yeah. In The Exorcist, what name does Regan give her demon? Uh, uh, oh, oh, how do I not know this? <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't. Pass. And 1950s Plymouth Fury is the antagonist in which 80s horror film? Say that again. 1958 Plymouth Fury is the antagonist in which 80s horror film? I pass. I don't know what you're on about. I, thought, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really hear it. Can't pass. Pass. Uh, which horror film does the quote we all go a little mad sometimes come from pass I'm shit on the spot sorry man <laughs> in which fictional town is Jaws set uh, Amateurville yeah. uh, what is the name of Jack Skellington's dog zero name three werewolf movies uh, American Werewolf in London Howling and Howling 2 <laughs> Reborn Howling Reborn <laughs> <laughs> You've also had Twilight. Uh, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> in which movie do you meet a zombie called Bub? Uh, dead or dead. Yeah. How many times do you have to see a candy man before he appears? Three times. No! Five. That's a five. How is John Kramer better known? John Kramer? Pass. <laughs> what is the name of the Adams family butler? Um... Butler. Ah, pass. Uh, Headless Horseman is the villain in which film? Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. What movie's tagline is, he'll tear your soul apart? Hellraiser. Yeah. And what is the surname of the real-life paranormal investigators portrayed in the Conjuring films? Uh, The Warrens. Yeah. 
Oh shit! Can I go? Oh, I that was fucking terrible. Oh, I don't pull you one. Can you read? Can you read some of the ones he passed on? All right. So. Uh, myself. I'm so bad. I'm, I'm bad under pressure. I would have known all these. Hey, you did well. It's is it yeah. Captain something? Captain Howdy. Captain Howdy. Yeah. Captain I fucking knew. Yeah. What the first two initials of Russell's character in the thing? In the thing. Yeah. CS. It's RJ. Right. Who plays Negan in The Walking Dead? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I know that. I know that. I was just being a dick. <laughs> William Shatner is uh, the Michael Myers. <laughs> uh, Count Orlock is the vampire from Nosferatu. Never knew that. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, a 1958 Plymouth Fury is the antagonist of the film. Christine. Christine. I don't know that. Yeah. Uh, which film does the quote, we all go a little mad sometimes, come from? That's from Scream, isn't it? Psycho. Oh, for fuck's Oh, Dickhead! <laughs> it, it, it is said in the screen, but it's from Psycho. Um, how is John Kramer better known? John Craven? John Kramer. That is Kramer. what I've heard Kramer. Why do I know I've, Kramer? I've heard John Craven. <laughs> John Kramer. John Kramer is Jigsaw. Oh! oh I don't like the movies. They're fucking shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and then the only other one was, what is the name of the Adams Family butler? Lurch. 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 So yeah. Paul Paul wins that one, but then oh. you want to do the tiebreaker to see who's like. Oh yeah, definitely. So the tiebreaker is how many people does Michael Myers kill in total in all of the Halloween films put together? <laughs> Fucking hell! Just oh, <laughs> um... the nearest wins. It includes the new one. Fifty-two. I'll go for forty. Two. Matt wins that one. Matt wins that one, the tiebreaker. What was the what was the number? Oh, sorry, it's actually one hundred and twenty-one. <laughs> Shit, the best. Christ, that's a fucking kill count. <laughs> I thought he had. I thought his kill count was so rubbish compared to Jason's. All right, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, but he, you know, you got to think about all the movies and the remakes. That's quite a lot. Yeah. All right, 100. and a new one. Do you know, I asked, I asked my wife these. I sort of did a trial run on my wife. And uh, when I asked her the tiebreaker question, she went, four? Hopeful. <laughs> 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 I, I think I got duped there because I would have done so much better with Paul's set. Uh, uh, well, well, I'd have done just as well with your set. <laughs> <laughs> How many did I actually get, Paul? Uh, I think you got nine. Oh, my God. Not that bad. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Right, so I just want to say thanks again for that quiz. That was brilliant. We should do that again in future. That was absolutely awesome. And, you know, obviously, round one to me. (laughs) (laughs) All the rounds to you, mate. Well done, Paul. Well done, Matt's won the tiebreaker. Yeah, that's a shame. Let's move on to our movie from the vault. Where the viaduct looms 
Okay, so our movie from the vault on this episode is Scream from 1996. So, I'm not going to do a massive synopsis on this, because if you haven't seen Scream, then what the fuck's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> so, <clears throat> we follow Sydney Prescott, and she is a teenager that is, you know, in some bad times. <laughs> And she's had a pretty bad past life. And then suddenly she starts getting preyed upon by a strange ghost-faced killer. So I don't really need to do any more synopsis than that. We're going to go straight in on this one. Is that what you're going with? All right, cool. I'm not going to go. (laughs) If you haven't seen this film, then you're, you know, come on. Where have you been? Okay, this this movie's. This movie stars Neve Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Skeet Ulrich, Drew Barrymore, Rose McGowan, Matthew Lilliard, Jamie Kennedy, and is directed by the fucking one and only Wes Craven. This movie got me back into horror in 1996. This has got a massive, massive place in my fucking heart for horror. I absolutely love this movie. Hang on a minute. Did you say you left horror? Pardon? Did you leave horror? I was, so 1996, I was, what, 16? So maybe there was a time where I wasn't actually watching horror movies as much. No, I agree with you with that. This, this, made, <laughs> this made me um, deep dive. This started, this probably kick-started my modern, you know, I don't think from watching Scream onwards, I would have missed a beat. Scream really kicked off my my love of horror. Uh, you know, from watching okay. my, from watching movies in like, you know, with my mates and stuff like that around people's houses, you know, having uh, sleepovers with young boys. <laughs> 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 this really kickstarted my my love for horror. I mean, I had the fucking VHS with the Drew Barrymore white, um, which I know I can see in your background, Matt. You never got rid of that. Oh, <laughs> mate, it's fucking epic. Uh, I had the poster. I had the poster on the wall as well. Yeah, I, as well, yeah. I actually had Scream 2 poster, not number one, but like two. Yeah, just shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, can I, before, can I interrupt you? Where did you guys first see this movie? So, Jory Paul, when did, when did you first see this movie? Right, I actually, I first saw this film at a sleepover. No, it wasn't one of Paul Butcher's sleepovers. Liar. Because, um, <laughs> I don't think I'd have been allowed at one of them. But no, I saw this at a sleepover. My friend had a sleepover and we watched it. And uh, yeah, never seen anything sort of quite like it before. <laughs> it was, uh, I loved it. Yeah, loved it. Loved it. Cool. What about you, Butch? I'm pretty sure that I watched this at the cinema in 1996. You forget. Well, I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember if I don't watched it as a cinema experience. I remember having the VHS copy and watching it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I must have watched this with probably Werewolf Dan at the cinema. <laughs> well, maybe we'll ask him if he remembers. But I watched this at the cinema. Do you know how, how, how I remember mostly? Because it's so sold out, I had to sit pretty much two rows from the front. And you know how much I fucking hate being at the front of the cinema. <laughs> I was so pissed off. Were you... But, I watched it. I did you, man, it's fucking amazing. Who did you watch it with? I can't even remember. So so long ago. But yeah, I just remember being two fro- two rows from the front and thinking this is gonna suck because I'm fucking two rows from the front. 
and it ended up being probably one of the best one of the best movies I've ever seen at the cinema. Fact. It's, it's fucking. It's it was a great movie, and and it came from a time where we for about five years there was absolute. Well, at least for five, no, no, yeah. don't shy around it. There was absolute dog shit. Yeah, it was getting it was getting to a point where it was saturated with the same fucking shit. Well, We're talking about nineteen ninety six here. Nine, 95, 94, 93. There's probably one movie a year that stood out. One movie a year out of those out of those years. There's a lot of sequels, a lot of shit shit sequels. Hellraiser, Leprechaun sequels. We're to, and then in the early nineties we had maybe Science of Lambs. We had a few Jacob's Ladder. We had People on the Stairs. Those sorts of exactly. things floating about. But honestly. 96 this kicked off then you start seeing a few more movies sort of come our way we had you know the following year we had i know what you did last summer urban legend urban legend the faculty you know those sort of movies start coming i mean we're not saying it was a still a brilliant like year but this really started propelled people into directing some good fucking movies i mean scream 2 scream 3 scream 4 you know (laughs) over the next like five six years sort of came about but yeah we we started to see an uplift after this the, the thing with this movie definitely a, yeah a tempo like a sign a tempo horror film isn't it it's definitely like a landmark where like everything that came after it attempted to be it like you said like, mm-hmm. for, a, what for a while for a while yeah definitely yeah. that definitely that this sort of like um, it picked upon the slasher movies that we had in the 80s and it sort of made it a bit more like known. It sort of almost got, you know, like wrestling. Wrestling has eras, right? <laughs> and at the, at, the moment, at the moment, you've got the fact that the there's an era where people know. It's called the known era or something like that in wrestling. I can't remember. Rob Doig would probably have kicked me in the butt to tell me what it's actually called. But people know what's going on. They know it's kind of predetermined. They dealing with they deal with that, and it's gone. This sort of brought about the fact that we know horror movies exist. So let's sort of play on that and see what we can come up with. And it's yeah, it, it reinjected what Wes Craven did was kind of reinject this whole new kind of thing where okay, we know about like you said, we know about all these other horror movies. But we're going to basically rejuvenate it, put in a cool storyline, and we're going to reference loads of the old school movies. So all this new era of people can go and dig out these movies and go, what are they on about? What are they referencing about? And that is exactly what I did. I mean, we're talking prom night. We're talking, I didn't, uh, we're talking Halloween. I hadn't heard before this. I wasn't, (laughs) uh, you know, we're talking my era. I I was like a baby in the (laughs) 80s. So this made me go back to the 80s. This is what I've done all my life in terms of music as well. Like punk music was always yeah. about reading the labels and like finding out what the influences are. Of course, of course. I went back and watched Prom Night. I went back and watched Halloween. Um, I watched The Howling through this. There's just so many like references to different movies in this. Don't you I worry, think. I'll get onto that. In that <laughs> but didn't you must? I think for me when I was watching it, I. It, didn't Wes Craven just sit one day watching all this shite that was coming in the nineties and going, you know what? Someone needs to do something about this. And he was I can make a film for this generation that 
he was guilty though, Paul. Paul, he was guilty, just as them. He put out. Um, he'd done he a very. Good. You know, he'd done. Let's think about Wes Craven, like early Wes Craven, right? Last House on the Left. Um, then you've got Nightmare on Elm Street, and you've got a few. You got a few sequels of that. What he did, he put out Wes Craven's New Nightmare two years before this movie, I think it was, uh, and that was a pile of shit. <laughs> I'll defend that movie a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to defend that movie for a little bit because that that was before its time. And I think if you go and rewatch it, you have a little bit more respect for it now. Really? So wash your mouth out with soap. And go and watch it again. <laughs> I think I think he knew what he was doing with that, and then he and he went, oh fucking, what am I doing? And then he came up with this, and it was like, yes, oh. well. And he, you know, and, and God rest his soul, he died fucking happy coming out of this because he, he gave birth to a fucking a new a, a new age of horror. It birthed a whole new um, sort of subgenre, if you like. Mm-hmm. But also, I think it brought a new new love for horror. So it went, actually, we can do this again. We can revitalize the 80s. And look what happened in the last decade. It brought new fans. I mean, it's brought new people in. It brought new fans in. It brought new directors in. People were more invested in horror. And like it is at the moment, people love horror. And, you know, it, it, it's just rejuvenated it. And it's great. But I think we need to get onto the actual film itself. <laughs> yeah, Christ. <laughs> Do you know what my first note is for Go this on. one? No, oh. no nudity. No, no. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. There's no nudity in this movie, and it's an 18. Mm. All right, so this is the 90s, and there is that. This is kind of like saying, not me, it's not quite the Me Too, but there's no nudity in this movie, and there's no nudity in sort of any of the ones that sort of followed. I know what he did last summer, Urban Legend. There's no nudity in any of those. There's kind of like sex ish, but it's not. They don't follow those sort of 80s rules. Cherry Falls. Cherry Falls. <laughs> yeah, all right, fucking, we can forget oh, that. Oh, dear. One. <laughs> but the music in this is fucking incredibly nice. Yeah, soundtrack. Oh, I had this soundtrack. Well, it plays the uh, the, the Peaky Blinders theme tune before Peaky Blinders. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nick Cave. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, what a song! And I was like, oh my god. Do you know what? When it played, when I was watching it, I thought there was another program on in the background. <laughs> didn't just associate that song with Peaky Blinders, and I was like, ah. Oh, Screen did it first, <laughs> and not only did they yeah. play it, tw- it was on. It's in the movie twice as well. Twice, yeah, twice. What did you guys think of um, uh, when you first saw it? Can you? I don't know if you can remember, but like that first opening, like 15 20 minutes with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I remember that. Like the day I was born. Well, oh, I remember that actually. But, <laughs> but no, I remember that so vividly because I was like. Oh my god, I, I love Drew Barrymore. I was like, I, I was a big fan of hers, and I was like, fucking awesome, man. Drew Barrymore, she's in a fucking horror movie. It's called fucking Scream. It's by Wes Craven. Tick, 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 tick. All the boxes. I'm like, sat down, got my fucking popcorn and my drink, and I'm like, in my fucking second row from the front. All right, I'm a little bit pissed off, but fuck it. And then it rolls. <laughs> it rolls. Spoilers. And then she fucking dies, and I'm like. I just sat back in my seat and I, I can't remember. I was, I just looked at him. I was like, what? Jude Barron was dead. It's like that, that shit doesn't really get pulled nowadays. And she dies bloody as well. She yeah, died yeah. fucking gruesome. But, now but I got a fight. With she's you. on the front of the fucking poster. 
It's like you just pulled that rug. You can never get away with that nowadays because of social media. But they pulled the rug straight underneath your feet and make you fall on your face flat. And you're like, oh, my God, this has got me a flashback or something. And it's not. They literally killed Drew Barrymore. And she's the most known out of everyone, every actor in this movie. Mm, Even, say, well, Courtney Cox was quite big at the time because this was well, fresh. she'd only just Party. done Friends. Friends had just started, wasn't it? Like four. No, she. Mm. No, this was coming out of Friends, kind of the the tail. Was it? Yeah, yeah, nineteen ninety six. Because she wanted a different role to to because initially they weren't going to take her on because they were like she wanted to kind of portray a different character to her character in Friends. Friends was still on at the time. It's telling. Uh, you, I think you've criminally overlooked the funds, by the way. Just saying. Yeah, I was going to say that actually. That he's Friends, <laughs> dude, Friends started in '94. Yeah. So this was no tail end of Friends. I'm sorry. Okay. Just as it was I stand corrected. I'm sorry. Friends lasted 10 years till 2004. So this wasn't a tail end. This All is right. like. Well, okay, what I probably meant to say is she wanted to get away from that that character and be more of a, a, a bullshit character. And they weren't initially going to go for her anyway. You've ruined one of my Matt's facts. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, though, I forgot the impact of the first 15 minutes of the film. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's, it's still an incredible bit of cinema. It's still yeah, an incredible bit of cinema. Me and Matt had a bit of a fight because we watched it together over yeah. the internet or whatever we were watching it. But we had a bit of a, a, bit of a well, chat. I feel Paul was bit... watching it on a dodgy DVD and I was watching it on a nice Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like a four-minute lag. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but like the bit with Drew Barrymore, yeah, she gets uh, punctured in a in her heart, doesn't she? He sort of comes around, he, he stabs her in the heart. Yeah. yeah. Then he stabs her in the throat, right? To, yeah. cut, to cut off again yeah, matt said he got she got stabbed in the lungs i didn't really i disagreed with him but it stabbed it she definitely got stabbed in the throat and then she gets gutted and her fucking intestines hanging out on the tree it's fucking ace <laughs> she blitz could have got away though <laughs> yeah that's what matt said <laughs> it was like she almost made it too easy for him yeah i mean they're pr- stop and watch the car drive <laughs> i mean knowing what the ending is and then like watching them watching them throughout the movie again like dressed up in the uh in the ghost face costume they're a bunch of doofuses really aren't they the pair of them yeah but you know what i, I made i made this note right and i haven't seen this film in uh god knows how long like it's more five years plus was the last time i watched screen and it is a film that you need to have a long break with because I found, even though I knew, obviously, if you've watched it once, you know the end, right? But even though I knew, I forgot where the jump scares were, and it still had me on edge, even though I knew who the the killers were and everything. Even though I knew someone was about to die or something, it still got me, because I hadn't seen it for that long. Mm. And I think that's, like, one of the marks of, of a classic, as it were. Like, yeah. if you watch certain films, you can watch certain films once a month. Yeah, you're right. It's like The Shining in terms of it, you. You want you want that sort of like detachment from it to sort of realise that it's actually a genius movie, and and really sort of like give you that fresh 
scare. And it's still gross. I mean, yeah. it's an eight. It's an eighteen, and it stands up to an eighteen today. He's gone, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's back. back. <laughs> He's back. Um, but it really sta- yeah it does really stand up to so- and it is proper gross the, the the kills are quite um savage i mean when we watched like friday the 13th the original and sort of stuff and you, you you sort of i don't know if we become immune to it matt but like you suddenly realize when you watching these movies that this is a um, not a monster this is a person killing another person so in a fucking gross stabby. way it's yeah stabby. it's very stabby it's too it's a bit more realistic because it's like not it's just a knife yeah really any i mean otherwise like using things around them to kill people it's close quarters yeah there's no far-fetchedness to it It it's like that all they've got is a knife to do (laughs) it it's fucking ace um i think we need worth noting that the the craft was the same year as this Well, no, I thought it was great. Like, I was actually going to ask you the question, would it actually get an 18 rating nowadays? That is a fucking great question, actually. Yes, yes, yes. Go on, Matt, why? Because it's got knives in it. And it's it's literally got blood and people being stabbed. So 100%, yes, it would get an 18 nowadays. The Drew Barrymore scene alone, her hanging from a tree with a gut, with a, literally intestines hanging down from the stomach. <laughs> Anybody being chased with a knife, even, like, it's, yeah, it would definitely get an 18. There's, there's too much blood in it and stuff like there's that. There's no, because dr- there's no drug use, there's no, like, really intimate sex, but there is body parts on the outside, and I think that constitutes as... Language? Do we have language? Fair enough. Fair play. Not about language. It's not like bad, not- is it? I just remember sat through it. I mean, maybe because sort of desensitised to it over the years, but I just remember thinking, is this an 18 film nowadays? Because <laughs> I think it's because there's no nudity in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think you're a little bit gutted about that, aren't you, Paul? Well, you look at like you look at Friday the 13th and even like Nightmare. I mean, actually, Wes Craven doesn't actually. Thinking back to it, Wes Craven didn't really do uh, nudity in most of his movies. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I think we're getting to a point where <laughs> kind of actors didn't really want to do that sort of shit. Yeah. I mean, you've got Neve Campbell. He's got a stick up her ass. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Party of five. She was a good, wholesome girl. She was. But but she was that's, in... that's what they needed because they needed somebody who was wholesome for this part. And that's why she got chosen. Virginal. Virginal. You know, remember the rules, broke... lads. But then you had Rose McGowan with her stiff nips. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, those nipples were... That's part of the movie, mate. That that was done on purpose. You can't not talk about them. Sorry. Oh. It's, it's the truth. It's, it's part of it. That is part... Like, when a, a stupid escape was bred that stupid scene, yeah. like... Um, scary movie and stuff like that. It's like, it's the most ridiculous, I'm going to go and escape... By throwing bottles, <laughs> and I'm going to try and get for a little fucking cat flap. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually wasn't that little. She could have got through that. Yeah, easy. But that was the only sexy part of it. Her nipples, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of blood in this movie. There is a lot of blood. Yeah. 
and the um the end the end scene is just fucking something out it's just phenomenal like that whole surprise sydney <laughs> did you guys guess it watching it or were you completely but the first time i watched it i didn't i didn't really get it completely i mean i was quite young and i naive i was naive but i mean like I, I was saying to Paul when we were watching it, because again, we did it over FaceTime, we watched it. And I was like, I think if I had watched it now, being how old I am, I probably would have guessed it, I reckon, halfway through. But when I watched it the first time, I didn't guess it at all. I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. That's a twist. Yeah, and I called him out. I always thought it was Dewey. I think they tried to, like insinuate too many people the dad the sheriff uh dewey i think there was too many um it would, which they were doing on purpose clearly for the misdirects there was too many misdirects for you to kind of point out um you would have thought oh it's the boyfriend but i don't think you would ever have picked matthew lillard's character i don't think i think uh, I, if not, i remember no. right if i remember rightly i would have, i think i always went because i'm skeet ulrich his fucking acting was awful it was it was awful um but i think and i think i would have picked him i said yes he's the killer all the way through he's definitely the killer but to have his part have a partner of matthew lilliard i never would have guessed it i don't know i mean i i can't remember obviously when like fully the first time i watched it but the timing between him coming through her window and the ghost face leaving her door was so quick that it made me think maybe I did think there was two, not one, because it's just too obvious. Mm, him nah. through her window and the ghost face, you couldn't change that quick and got round the back, got around the front, climbed up through her window. It can't, it can't happen. Well, I want to. Wa- I want to watch this That's movie with someone me. who hasn't seen it and see what happens. Can I ask another question? <laughs> Go for it. My musings watching it. So you know uh, Cotton Weary, the guy who's framed for Sydney's murder. Yes. Yeah. So he's shown on the TV screens, right? And it's the actor Lee Schreiber, yeah, who is an actor, right? Like obviously, but did they write it with a sequel in mind? Because obviously he rocks up in the sequel, and it's a bit weird that you'd show. Is this have I trodden on a Matt's back? No, no, no. Yeah, they did. Um, basically, when the the agreement was that if Scream done well, there yeah. was an agreement that two and three and a possible four would be in the works. That was the agreement. Right. He was Liv, Liv Strider wasn't big back then. No, but it's just... he hadn't done a lot. He because he moved on to do some fucking great, like that whole TV. He was in a big TV series, wasn't he? And um, so he, he got a big career out of it afterwards, definitely. But he's only in Scream 2, wasn't he? Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just because he popped up, and I forgot that he popped, and he was on this TV, and I thought... Because he's oh, actually, yeah, he's actually listed as being in the film, yeah. 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 Cool. But yeah, this is, this is just one of my favourite movies of all time. Um... I mean, we've got, we've got, we've got to talk about um, Jamie Kennedy's character because we've all got a little bit of him inside us, haven't we? Where he's the massive like geek that knows loads about kind of films. He works in the VHS store, and that, that seeing that just, just 
Ah, oh, it just made me sad. Seeing the old VHS store packed with people buying fucking movie, like renting movies, and it's just like, oh, I miss those days. Oh, we look at all the TV, the, all the posters behind him and stuff like that. He had, mm. and it was a Dimension Films. It was a wine, part of Weinstein Company. So you had like Clerks posters, Tank Girl poster. Um, you had Clerks DVD, um, VHSs like lying about. I mean, this yeah. is v- this is the VHS era, man. Oh. It was fucking pure nostalgia in, in that terms. And when he does the rules, when he says the rules, I was like, the rules, yeah. Oh, that's so right. That's when it went meta. It, it's meta, you know, and it's sort of like it brought it out. It's like, yeah, there are rules to horror movies. And then you, you start to watch old 80s slasher movies and you go, like Prom Night, like Sleepaway Camp, and you're like, fuck, yeah. If you have, <laughs> se- if you have sex, you are dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you say, I'll be right back, you are fucking dead. Yeah. And <laughs> it was time. great. It was fucking great. And it, it really <laughs> sort of spelled it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it made me it made me more appreciate being a geek more, I think. But even then, in 1996, yeah. it was still fucking not um, a, um, a fashionable thing to be a geek. Even in 96, you know. No. So he was seen as the geeky person that knowed everything about horror. And, he, you know, he hasn't got the girl and he's not the greatest popular guy in the school. Did he make it to the third one? Or did he? Yeah. I can, I think. Did no, he I... get stabbed in the second one? He definitely gets Don't stabbed die. in the second one in the yeah. truck. Is it truck or something he gets stabbed I'm in? I'm pretty sure he dies in the second. But doesn't he come back in a video in the third? Yes. Yes, he's, I yes, I think you're he's right. He's explaining more rules, and it gets a bit crazy. Yeah, but again, it was a it was a staple, wasn't it, of the screen movie? It was like you need to understand the sequel. You need to understand the fact that in the, the first rules. one, <laughs> there are it just there's no whole. It doesn't matter. It's just no. like fuck it, whatever happens happens. <laughs> the kill count <laughs> goes crazy, and it fucking it did. It made it a staple. Almost made him, uh, you know, as big. I'd say. If it had been his jigsaw later on and all that sort of crap. But yeah, Jamie Kennedy was awesome. And Matthew Lillard. It's a scream, baby. I love that. It's my favourite lines, man. It's such a cool fucking line. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) He's just scatty. He didn't go on to do anything, really. 13 Ghosts. Oh, Scooby-Doo. Starship. Was he in Starship? No. He was in um he was in Thirteen Ghosts and he was in Scooby Scooby Doo Shaggy Shaggy was I'm thinking of Jake Boosie that's that's yeah. the ramp <laughs> <laughs> but you know um he he's just got he's very unique old Matthew Lillard Skeet Ulrich I don't think met, went on to do much but he he's a wasted <laughs> waste of space. <laughs> <laughs> but then Neve Campbell never went on to do a lot. Not really. massively, no. I mean, no. Um, what was that film she did with? Um, oh, what's one you must remember? Is it Wild Things? Wild Things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't rem- you can't forget that. Why did you remember that? <laughs> I was like, oh, so she was in every. Thing? She was in every screen, wasn't she? She was in Scream 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. In yeah. And you had like the likes of Sarah Michelle Geller, I think, pop up in Scream 3, I think. That was 2. 2, was two. it? Oh, okay. So it's like, you know, it was an interesting time. I really liked the time for that for horror after that. 
and I didn't mind. I, I liked. I know what he did last summer. I think the sequel was fucking awful. <laughs> fucking reggae man was not appropriate, but whatever. <laughs> urban, uh, urban legends, you know. I, I never, I've never, se- I've never seen Cherry Falls. <laughs> have you not? No. Have you seen? Have you seen Valentine? Yes. My bloody Valentine. No, 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 no. Valentine. Is that got Denise Richards in it? Correct. Yeah. No, I haven't True. seen it. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> there were loads of shit. Next week's movie from the vault. <laughs> Episode 15, Matt's going to be disappointed. <laughs> I bet he's not looking forward to my pick in a minute. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just love Scream. Um, I think it's time to go and see some Matt, hear some Matt's facts, isn't it? Can I just touch on one thing that we haven't really oh. talked about? How bumbling was Ghostface? How many times does he hit the floor? Yeah. And, uh, oh, but how much time does Neve Campbell spend on the floor in this film as well? Do you know what? <laughs> you know what's really bad when you watch a scary movie, right? Yeah. How much it influences you then watching <laughs> scary? Yeah. Because uh, every time I saw him fall over, I just thought of the, all the scary movie bits where she like took plant pots at him and all sorts. And I was just thinking, yeah, the right, like the amount of things, like the abuse <laughs> the attacker gets trying to kill the person. But then, is it done on purpose? Because, do you know, in the, in the toilets, when she goes in the toilet, which I think is one of the one of the best scenes in the film, and then he goes to grab her, but misses her. Mm. Yeah, know, but I, I think it goes... Is that to purpose just to scare her enough to... Do you know what I mean? Is he... Right. Or, do they want to kill her there? Because it all, always sort of... They've, they've obviously got to get her dad framed for it. So mm. her dad needs to be there, which he's not going to be locked up in the toilet at the school. So therefore, is it just to... Do you know what I mean? It's a fuckver, and like, I think when you look at back at like, um, like Nightmare on Elm Street, like Freddy, Freddy got his ass kicked a little bit, but he came back and he always got the kill, didn't he? Yeah. He did get his ass kicked a little bit, but only because he wanted to get his ass kicked. Yeah. These guys are like these people. It's not. It's not Freddy. It's not a Jason. It's not a. And Michael Myers, these are fucking literally teenage kids who don't really know what they're doing. And they are, and they they do get their ass kicked sometimes. It's funny. And yeah. the right scary movie does really mock that. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you got almost like a taste of it with like Freddie, let's say, and even Jason. Um, and you've got the, you know, the, the um, protagonist female lead sort of gets one up on them occasionally so what Wes has done very cleverly is taken that and gone actually I'm going to go that another level and where they actually get their ass kicked and then scary movie obviously um does it even even more and just goes I'm going to make a complete mockery of this (laughs) and then you get stupid things like scary movie one two three or four and five and disaster movie and you get that whole generation of shit fucking um you know, piss takes and stuff like that. It was an interest. It was an interesting find. It's almost Scream took the piss out of like eighties horror movies. It really did take the piss, but not in a, but still sort of kept it on the level. Whereas the next lot sort of took the piss, but then they went some. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Before we get a match, before we get the match fact as well, I it, something that I know it may be a match fact, and I'm very sorry, but the um. Did you notice the janitor in the corridor? 
<laughs> of course. Is this like, your? I've never noticed that before. So oh, I really? Watched, literally, I'd never noticed it before, and I'm really? sitting there watching, like, "Fuck, that's oh. Freddy the janitor!" Like, and and then that's just something like coming from like I'm, I've said this to you before that I'm like a film fan and horror is a part of film, but so I wasn't watching Scream the first time, thinking I'm gonna. Do you know what I mean? I'm immersed in horror. It was just mm-hmm. a a film watch a sleepover so now i'm picking all these li- which is great because i'm picking all these little bits up and when that happened yeah, it's like, very quick hey, though i'll give you yeah. that i yeah. think that i think that was the first one of the first little easter eggs that i'd saw in a movie and i was like that's yeah. what sort of made me go oh god well how you know all these posters in the background and then yeah it gave me that sort of like enthusiasm to go and look at the back look at the look what nods directors had put into movies yeah no that was great so yeah Go on, then, Matt. Let's get some Matt's facts. All right. Well, mate, I'm, I'm telling you now, there is absolutely millions. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, I can't even take this. There's so many facts; it's unbelievable. But I'll start off with a couple of cameos. Obviously, uh, Paul touched on one there, which was um, Fred the janitor in the hallway was obviously Wes Craven uh, dressed up as Freddy and actually called Fred the janitor, which was great. Did actually. Didn't know it was Wes Craven, so thanks for that. <laughs> oh, did you not? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> no, Wes Craven. Um, the other thing is, I didn't even know this until I went digging. Linda Blair is actually in this from, you know, Linda Blair from obviously The Exorcist. She really? she is an, an obnoxious reporter. I didn't really. Know. Oh, that's yeah. fucking cool. I didn't, I didn't know that. Fuck that. I was like crazy. This I'm really proud of is that I clocked this because I talked to you. Butch, when I when I we were watching it together, when um, Henry Winkler, uh, the principal, goes through the closet, he opens the closet, and if you're really quick, you see a leather jacket that he he brushes <laughs> by, and it's the same hey. leather jacket as the Fonz wears in yeah. Happy Days. Fair play I was to that. Like, I was like, yes, I was well proud of myself because I didn't see that. Even the fucking tenth time I probably watched it. So. <laughs> yeah, Christ, God knows how many times I've seen this. So. The party scene at the end, obviously at the house, um, was shot uh, over... Tw- it lasted, that scene, last 41 minutes, right? But it was shot over 21 days. And uh, the cast were like, oh my God, this is the longest time ever. <laughs> and uh, it was called scene 118. And they, they all got ma- their T-shirts made at the end of this scene. And it basically said, I, I survived scene 118, which was like, <laughs> apparently they, they they dubbed it as the longest scene in the 21 horror. days. 21 days, that party scene. It's Fuck. 41 minutes. Because there's, the, there's a lot that happens, I suppose. Yeah, there is, yeah. So, uh, next one, Halloween Connection. Obviously, there's a lot of horror movies that connect to this movie. Uh, but there's one Halloween Connection that I found quite interesting. Um obviously involving the Drew Barrymore kill, Casey. Um, the dad of Casey says to the mum, go to the Mackenzie's. And that's exactly the same as, as what Laurie uh, tells Lindsay and Tommy to do in Hall- Halloween. Wow. Okay. okay. Wow. That's, a, that's a long shot, that one. Um, Drew Barrymore was actually, I think we spoke about this a long time ago on the podcast. Drew Barrymore was actually supposed to be Sidney Pres- Prescott, her character. I know that. Um, but she had so much on that she said, look, I insist that I be the Casey character at the start. I really, really want to do it. And um, on the day of shoot, well, it took five, apparently five days to shoot her bit. And she to get her really upset, 
uh, Wes Craven would tell her about stories about animal cruelty that he heard to get her really upset because she was like really against animal cruelty. Obviously, we are as well, but um, but to get her really upset, tell her stories. Uh, Yeah, which was quite funny. And this is quite, I didn't even know this fact, but originally this was actually called Scary Movie to begin with. Really? Yeah. Ah, okay. It was cool. called Scary Movie. Uh, but someone that I'm not even going to mention apparently came in and said the name was crap, but I'm not going to mention who that was. Anyway, I've got a couple more. We'll keep going. So um, Bob Weinstein was not happy with the, with the mask design, apparently. He said it looked idiotic. Um, and they were like, trust me, just stay with us with this because he was he was going to put the stop to the whole filming of the whole thing if they didn't give him options of different masks but apparently after they showed him the opening sequence and the opening scene with drew barrymore he completely changed his mind mind and was completely fine with it from there on in um this film was taken to the uh, uh the equivalent of our bbfc the mpaa it was taken to them a total of nine times and they were told to cut it because it was too much gore and too much blood. Really? But yeah, it was It was back and forth and back and forth. And by the end of it, um, they just literally, Bob Weinstein uh, got involved and told them that, that don't look at it as a horror, look at it more of a comedy. And that's how it got its rating of an 18, like, which was quite interesting. <laughs> it does have a lot of blood in it, admittedly. Yeah, it does. Yeah. does. So, People that were going to be cast as Sidney Prescott as well. Uh, Molly Ringwald, which is oh. really strange. That's weird. Uh, she turned it down because she was like, I'm too old to play. Would she not be too old? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart was up for it as well, as well as Brittany Murphy. Apparently. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think oh. they got the right one. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I'll definitely agree with that. Definitely. Um, obviously, uh, Paul touched on us earlier about the clerk posters in the background of the video store and also the VHS, which was really cool. Being big uh, Kevin Smith fans, that was cool seeing that again. Yeah. Which was really, really cool. Um, and I'm going to go through a list really quickly of most of the movies that were referenced. There are a lot of other movies. Oh, wicked. Go on. Horror movies in general, I'm going to touch on. <clears throat> so, Carrie, Psycho, are you in the house alone which i haven't seen uh silence of the lambs texas chainsaw massacre i spit on your grave exorcist the fog terror train hellraiser evil dead uh the the town that's uh dreaded sundown uh basic instinct howling prom night friday the 13th part one and two nightmare on Elm street and halloween I love the, the fact that you put Basic Instinct in there as a fucking horror movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely a horror movie element. Come on now. Amazing. I love that. And last and not least, directors that were connected to this movie before Wes Craven, because Wes Craven originally turned this down, Danny Boyle, Sam Raimi, and Roger Rodriguez, and... George A. Romero were all connected to Again, that's a big caliber of fucking directors, but I think mm. Wes Craven's the right one for this, definitely. Because yeah. he turned it down originally. Wow. He's working on another film. So, 
but he just didn't want um apparently he was like i want to you know i want to come back and hit the ball out of the park so wow that was fucking awesome it was good it was it was really great film I, yeah. I can't, I can't top it. But let's, let's, let's rate this bad boy. Ten. So, so, <laughs> but, Jordy Paul. Ten. <laughs> it's got to be a ten, I think. It's a ten know. all day, man. It's a ten all day. Without it, doubt, it's a ten. It? Redefining an era of horror. Ten yeah. out of ten. It's by the the master Wes Craven. There's no doubt we we're going to give this ten out of ten. And if you haven't seen it. Really sorry for spoiling it, but go and see it. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> Thanks for picking that, dude. All day, turn. Right. Okay. My pick. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just remind everybody, the next episode is a big bumper-fill-packed episode. So it's episode 50. We're going to have some special surprises on it. And uh, Paul's just about to pull out the movie from the vault for episode 50. No fault. Get there. Can I guess? Can I guess? Right, you Is can it... help me here because I'm fucking. I've been. I've been hurting over this for a, for a long, 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 long time, knowing that episode 50 is coming up. I'm telling you what. If you pick the wrong thing, I'm going to be gutted because I can't come around your ass and beat you. Well, <laughs> I'm going to change it up because it's episode 50 in the way that we do this. <laughs> Because I can't pick what not, I can't pick episode fifties. Not, not um, I can't. Yeah, I can't pick episodes fifties. Uh, move from the vault. <laughs> it's, it's a big thing. So I'm going to basically bring to the table three movies, which I think are suitable for episode fifty. And Paul's going to pick one of these and three. Paul's going to pick. Episode, oh, 50, episode 50 all right so it's kind of in paul stevens hand right now okay jordy paul <laughs> I, see what you, I, see right? what you did. I see what you did all the pressure okay. on me. so i've got them in my hand and I'm the first one actually i'm going to show right the first one i'm going to put up there is stephen king's the stand <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> i haven't got four days the second one I'm going to put up is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and the third one I'm going to put up is 28 Days Later. Uh, episode 50. What are we watching for our fucking movie from the vault, Mr. Paul? Watching... 28 days later. Ah, I'm happy with that. My favourite horror film ever. Really? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Jordy Paul's favourite horror film ever. Wow. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's number two. All right, you happy with that, Matthew? Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. Look what we're in at the moment, 28 days later. What could I... I'm happy you didn't pick the stand because I haven't got a spare four hours. It's a long one. (laughs) It is indeed. All right, cool. All right, cool. So next episode is um, our move from the vault is twenty eight days later. Five oh fifty. That's a fucking cracker, especially what we're going for at the moment. I think that's perfect. Cheers, Mister Geordie Paul. Yeah, 
Um, okay. Thank you so much, Joey Paul, for coming on. That's, this isn't going to be the last time, obviously. It's really good to it's have you. It's always a pleasure. Fucking always great. a pleasure. Thanks for having us on, lads. No problem. Thanks for the quiz. That was awesome. Even though I was shit. <laughs> right, let's do a little roundup then. So next episode is our episode 50. We're not telling you what we're going to review. We're not telling you our seven screen back. We're not going to tell you pretty much anything apart from our move from the vault, which we're going to talk about, which we've just decided. And a couple of surprises. There are a couple of surprises for next for episode 50. So we're obviously still probably going to be in lockdown. So it'll be two weeks from now. <laughs> Can't bloody wait. Um, this is this is something that I really look forward to um, whilst being in isolation. Um, so yeah, that babe station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so episode fifty. Um, and on that note, I think um, what we'll do we'll leave it to, for a sign off for Geordie Paul. Can you sign us off, mate? I'll be right back. <laughs> when there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. <laughs> I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com.